Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's happening, everybody? Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. Once again, it's the Thursday night edition where the show is 150% Irish, I think. Yeah. <laughs> if, if that's even how we work it out. Um, yeah, of course, I'm being flanked by Miss Hot Take herself, Stephanie Chase. Steph, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Alex. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you very much. Um, I've had... A nap today on my lunch as the pro that I am. Very nice. Yes, yes. And I didn't even stay up and watch wrestling last night. So I'm just old. Um, But you did did stay up. Um, And we are going to get into AEW Dynamite first things first. And then we will get to NXT. Um, Before we do that, once again, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention how great everyone's Super Chats have been at the moment. We've got two hot takes in the chamber tonight. But please do get your hot takes into us, especially when we have Steph Chase in the building, ready to give you a world-class rebuttal. Um, so please make sure you get those into us and we will do them either end of our show reviews. Um, of course, speaking of which, we've had, four, you know, this is our fourth show this week. So if you need to catch up on any of those, you know what to do. The podcast is right there on Apple, Acast, Spotify. They're all there. You can't miss it. You can't avoid it if you tried. So make sure you do catch up as and when you can. Um, and of course... Our home, Wrestle2, they're on Twitter, by the way. So you need to go ahead and follow Wrestle2 there. And of course, now that you're here with us, please subscribe to the channel. Um, without further ado, Steph, let's get into the Wednesday Night Wars or proverbial yeah. wars. Um, let's start with AEW because there's a lot that went on um, last night. Yeah. And uh, a lot of uh, varying opinions. I think we should start with the whole Cody thing, the whole segment right? Um, Give us your rundown of what went down with Cody. Well, Cody came out in a white suit without his TNT title and he went to give a little speech about what he was going to do next and that he was going to, he congratulated Darby and then he said he wasn't going to be going for a rematch and then he said that the match that him and Arn are looking towards is avenging his loss against MJF and then out of nowhere, Jade Cargill appeared in the ring and he asked her can I help you and she just started running him down um, and telling him that he was not the big man that he thinks he is and that he had said he was a giant killer but he's not a giant killer and that he needs two names but her giant only needs one name and she basically like alluded to having a giant so i was sitting there thinking like who's an unsigned giant that could be coming who could we be getting um (laughs) lord no (laughs) that would have been an (laughs) anti-climax she was hinting that she had a giant and then before she left she actually said who the giant was and it's shaq shaquille o'neal um yeah I didn't expect that and then Brandy came out and was basically like you're trash talking my man so now you're my problem and Brandy like ran her down and then as Brandy turned to leave Jade patted her on the bum so Brandy turned around and started beating her but thank god Jerry Lynn was there to run out and break that one up 
Mm. Um, before I give my thoughts on the thing, we have to do this super chat first from Ryan Brown. I really need this stream. My best friend got into an accident with a tractor trailer um, and has been in surgery for hours. I have no idea what's happening and I'm stuck at work. You guys never fail to calm me down. So thank you, Ryan, my man. Wish all the best for you and your friend. Um, our thoughts, are obviously, with all of you guys at this time. If you need to speak to anyone, I'm always available on Twitter, brother. You can DM me, no problem. Uh, until then, we will give you some subpar wrestling commentary to get you through this anxious wait. So all the best, all the thoughts go to you, Ryan, and your friend. Yeah. Uh, I, so back to the segment. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, so, yeah. I, have thought, I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, I, I said earlier, I actually thought, Brandy Rhodes like eviscerated um Jade on the mic like in terms of a debut I was like whoa like that's a that was a uh, especially for Brandy it's more fire than I've come to expect from her and delivery and all of that kind of stuff and um it Twitter is like super divided on her promo yeah. they're like um I, I you know in, in particular I've been getting like a lot of comments basically saying like white people don't really understand the problem with it which I'm not going to like open up that can of worms because I mm-hmm. okay um but at the same time people are like you know she's put on an accent um mm-hmm. you know stuff like that there was a lot of uh, people are like it's fire and the other people are like no it's you know it's completely wrong that they made the two of them go at each other like that so mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a tricky one though. When you think of who's involved, or you know the high power people in AEW, you must think that they, I don't know, they must have thought it was okay. So I'm not going to elaborate too much on that. But I just thought, strictly from a wrestling angle point of view, I thought Brandy delivered a good promo. I thought Jade Cargill looks like. I mean, it goes without saying, she looks a million bucks, right? Like the abs yeah. and everything. She is like yeah. she looks tremendous. Um, I don't, I don't think she did bad on the mic, but I don't think that's her forte either. I don't think she did bad at all. I thought she was really, really good. Like I was really knocked back by her um, and her promo skills. Like this is her first time on national television delivering a huge promo, like a very long wordy promo to Cody Rhodes, one of the top stars in the company, um, introducing Shaquille O'Neal. So I thought she really knocked out of the park. Best promo ever? No, but really good you know strong debut that she can build on absolutely i honestly liked the whole segment i really really liked this it was so unexpected and it's um wow shaquille in AEW. that's that's gonna be something you know i i you know how i feel about celebrity involvement in wrestling i'm not I'm not a huge fan of it usually, and but at least I know who Shaquille O'Neal is. But I say that, and I didn't know who Pat McAfee was, and he's like the best thing ever to happen to wrestling. So I can't really, you know, make that judgment anymore. But if you know, I just feel like all AEW needs is to get more eyes on it, and if Shaquille O'Neal can bring that, then fantastic. Yeah, um, I, I must say, and I'm a big Lakers fan, so I'm extremely familiar with Shaquille O'Neal. Followed him very closely. I, I remember the, the they were teasing him and Big Show for so long. I've spoken to yeah. Big Show, Big Show about that before, where he feels like Shaq put the brakes on that, whereas Shaq blames WWE. So I guess mm-hmm. we we don't really know on that one. But um, am I that excited about the the match of him and Cody? I mean, I, I'm intrigued. It's probably the more the more fitting word like what can Shaq do with Cody because it's kind of been I remember back in August this was being spoken about yeah so so it's obviously something that they've been building to and it's been in the pipeline and presumably Shaq has been working towards so that intrigues me right like he must have been putting the work in for this eventual match so what are they gonna do yeah Shaq has outright said that he wants to work with Cody and it totally makes sense from a TNT standpoint to have these two together it's just um, I just can't imagine a match with, with Shaq in it um, or what you could do because I just don't know how he would fare in a wrestling ring. And I don't think it's going to be like a, you know, it can't be like a big show Floyd situation because Cody's smaller than Shaq, but he's not that small. And I I don't know what they'll do, but I, like, I'm excited for it. I, I really am. I thought it was a cool angle. Yeah, it's funny though that, the Mike Tyson angle, I know that it kind of pivoted yeah. to, Jer- to Jericho, but that also involved Cody um, mm-hmm. with the TNT title and stuff. So interesting that that mm-hmm. they're going in that direction. Uh, Rianne Nocta says, 
Can Shaq slam dunk Cody's tattoo off? Um, I, d I don't think that's humanly possible, Rianne. Um, he may but, try. Yeah, he may, yeah and, and Cody might even thank him. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows on that Randy one? definitely will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she definitely did not like that. Um, what else have we got here? CM Chris in the building once again. How you doing, my friend? Good evening, Alex and Stephanie. Dynamite was a lot of fun. Omega promo, bunker house match, main event, and pack returning. Oh my god. Yes, well, you've made my job a lot easier for me, CM Chris, because I'm just gonna hit those points straight to Steph. <laughs> Dynamite was a lot of fun. Um, that bunker house match was was really, really great. It was um, you know, they're really not staying away from having the blood and guts and TNT, are they? But no. you know, Dustin Dustin continues to impress in this stage of his career and yeah that was a really good match the main event i loved um Henton phoenix wow yeah <laughs> um these two are like the gallagher brothers of wrestling when they're on the same page they can make beautiful music together and then when they're not on the same page they literally want to kill each other and the way they went after each other with like taking each other's masks off and stuff it was crazy. And then it's all being orchestrated by Eddie Kingston, who is determined to split up this family. It's very odd because he united um, Ali and the, the bunny and the blade, but he wants to break up the two brothers and it looks like he's succeeded. And then there we go. Pac is back. He got out of the UK Good for you, Pac. Yeah, luck, lucky you, Pac. Lucky you. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm excited about seeing Pac again. I I do. I mean, the early indications are babyface, right? I guess. Um, yeah. How so do you feel I about that? Feel, I feel like with Kingston, it just it's hard to tell because if they have more of a crowd, they'll take to Kingston so much. And right now he was doing all the stuff last night, like telling the crowd to shut up and basically like not to cheer him. And they've got such a small crowd that that can work. He can silence them, but Kingston's an eventual huge baby face, but pack versus Kingston. I'm, I'm excited about. I, th I think he's a big baby face too. Um, Kingston, that is. I think Pac does um, his best work as a heel. Um, yeah. You know, move, moving along from, sorry, all of that. Omega promo you didn't touch on. Yeah, um, I thought the Omega promo was good. They touched on um, the match that they had before. That was an unsanctioned match. And, yeah, and it's been announced for December 2nd. So I thought we were going to have to wait till Revolution in February, but it looks like they're planning a big show on December 2nd. So that's really exciting. That's only, like, three weeks away. Yeah. I wonder if that will be the first part and then leading into the new year this feud will build. <laughs> or do you think they would put it on Omega on December 2nd? I think they're going to put it on Omega. And I have, <sighs> to stop, I have to stop saying about John Moxley defending this, uh, United States title on New Japan, <laughs> but man has got to defend his title. But that aside, I think they're going to put it on Omega and build to something else at Revolution. I don't know who. I hope it's not uh, Hangman because that needs to build out more. Maybe even a rematch at Revolution with Moxie and Omega. But I, I think Kenny's winning the title and he's going to win it on TV. Do we think um, Moxley's going to be at Wrestle Kingdom then? Yeah. <sighs> Okay, the problem is the the isolation period. I I like I sat for quite a while the other day thinking, would Renee Young give up her Christmas? Um, <laughs> yeah. Does she seem like the type of woman that would give up her Christmas? Who wouldn't, who wouldn't cook at Christmas? Come on now. Well, you know what? I think she'd do it. I think she would think like, you know, they're young. They've got no kids. Let's have an adventure. Let's spend Christmas quarantining in Japan so that John Moxley can defend his US championship. So I am I'm hopeful for Wrestle Kingdom, but the window is definitely closing. Mm, absolutely. Now, Steph, um, I know you don't always catch the show when you're not on it, or you're a busy woman. But this week, this week, my co-hosts have been um, super chatted into doing some promos, right? And they were some impressions. Now, Matty the Hot Scott wants Steph to do your best, best in the world impression. He wants you to introduce Shane McMahon, best in the world. Oh, my gosh. Greg Hamilton style 
the man has paid his money, Steph. <laughs> do I get the money? I mean, no, but nor do I. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me a second. Get into character. Do do we got to do? I am. <clears throat> I am Greg Hamilton. I am. I am Greg Hamilton. Okay, I'm ready. And also, if I get evicted for noise over this, Alex, I expect you to kick out your children and let me move into your house. Absolutely. I, I will grant you that. Yes. Thank you. The best in the world, Shane McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would argue that's the best one yet. I, I don't know what I don't know what the comments are going to say about this, but I, I would argue that was the best, certainly the the best held world I've heard this week. Thank you. Kudos, kudos, you've done well, Louis. Louis is so salty, Steph, isn't he? Oh, Louis, bye, Louis. Okay, you know Louis is one of those guys that just like he just. He's like, keeps coming back. You know, he stays at work when it's not even his time. He just can't <laughs> get away. You know, get a life, Louis. Get exactly. Life. And look at the other side of this. There you go. <laughs> I much prefer CM Chris to Louis. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. and Aquil wants you to get paid. There you go. Thank <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, everyone's got, everyone is coming in now and saying uh, that Steph is as cute, look, better than Nuggets. Tyler says. I mean, listen. Oh, Rumbleby wants a shot on Louis. I, I don't know if we want that. It, <laughs> she might bury him so deep, it'll be very hard to have him back on the show. Yeah. Oh, poor Louis. It's just when it's not his day, he just won't leave us alone. Uh oh. Louis says, I will personally give Steph two pounds if she never does it again. <laughs> oh, I, I, he's he's braver than I am. If anyone watching this, I wouldn't be shooting on Steph like this. You're you're asking for trouble. Two pounds. I don't need two pounds, Louis. Thank you very much. You clearly need the money because you can't stop working. That's about as much as his parents give him pocket money, I will assume. <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> uh, Matty says, "Impressive stuff, Alex. You're tomorrow. Get prepared." Yeah, I wish I, I wish I'd, I wish I'd gone. I wish I'd gone earlier in the week before Steph's. I'm not going to lie. I wish I'd been put up to bat first now. But <laughs> you know, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll give it my best shot. You, you pay your money. You get what you get on this show, no doubt. Um, Steph, before we wrap up AEW, I think we should talk a little bit about what Cody Rhodes has been saying regarding the chair shot. That he suffered from Sean Spears at Fighter Fest last year. So for anybody that has not seen it, uh, he did the unrestricted uh, AEW podcast, uh, and he was just going into depth about how they wanted to gimmick the chair. That was the idea. Yeah. They were going to sand it down so that it was very much like, you know, in WWE with the uh, trash cans, that kind Ooh. of that kind of effect. Um, but he goes, they didn't have anyone who knew how to do that, so they actually let someone who had um, saved John Moxley from a fan a few months earlier. They let him have a stab at it, essentially. Right. Um, and then, obviously, it didn't work out because Cody told um, Sean to to swing for the fences. So instead of the patented straight forward shot, he came yeah. in like that, as we all know. And, of course, the bar catches Cody on top of the head, splits him open. We all know the rest. Um, mm. In terms of what he gave out, in the chat on the podcast, he said that Moxley and Tony Khan like ripped into Sean Spears backstage, like yeah. tore into him. Uh, I'm very like Moxley to hear that was, I was a bit like, no, really surprised at Moxley. Mm. Did the crazy stuff he's done. I'm, I'm surprised, but okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and Cody said the same. He was like, um, like John Moxley either wants to like talk your ears off or he just says two words to you all day. He goes, there's no in between. Um, but yeah, and he and he was saying that um, that there's some confusion as well because Cody had said, no matter what, make sure you tell everyone, like whatever um, the outcome or wherever, like we, we will tell them that it was a gimmick chair. And then there was some confusion because in the, the scrum afterwards, the young bucks and Kenny and people like that, they didn't know, like they yeah. they weren't they weren't privy to what was going on in Cody's match, right? So um, yeah, it, it, it's a it's a people are kind of getting on Cody's back now. 
because he said that he wanted to take it for the boys in the back, basically. He thinks if Captain America, just as a paraphrase, can wield a shield and hit people on the head on set, then why can't they do violence like that in wrestling, Like as long as it's done safely? So I actually kind of understand the point he's trying to make, right? Mm -hmm. Like doing, because there's a lot of violence in wrestling that they do safely. And, you know, as long as it looks like it's violent, but actually isn't, cool. I think knowing what we know now about concussions and the fact they met with Chris Nowinski just last week about Mm -hmm. this, um, I don't know if it was great timing to give this story. And I think, um, you know, I don't know about you, Steph. I, I personally miss headshots like from chairs, like visually, yeah. it was it's amazing. Great. You know, back in the day when that used to happen, it was, it was like, you know, the sound the it was just so, and I hate the whole, and I'm sure people in the comments will have, um, will have thoughts about this. I hate the setup where somebody attacks you with a chair and immediately you go, Oh, ax handle. And then you get hit in the stomach and you're like, Oh, and you get hit in the back. And it's like, you just watching that 10 seconds play out every time. It's just like, Oh, it's the same as when, they do a dive to the outside, and this is any promotion, and they're huddling on the outside. Like, are you okay, man? You okay? And, you're like, and then the person starts running in the yeah. ring. And like, oh, come on! Like the same setup every time. Yeah. Um, so I wish. But I th- again, no, I miss it. But knowing what we know now, I understand why it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I, I think, do you think Cody's words have been jumped on a little bit, or is he way off? Um. I don't think he's way off. I can understand why he wanted to do it. You know, Cody's so old school. Um, he just needs to find a safer way to do this sort of stuff. You know, and we know so much more about concussions than we did years ago that we have to be more careful. I mean, when you look back at stuff like Rock hitting mankind with a chair on the head over and over again, like it is, it does make for uncomfortable viewing now. Yeah. So there's a middle ground that that has to be that has to be found. Um, sorry, I've just seen the Zornese with a super chat saying it's Nug, like the French accent, <laughs> not Nugget. Love it daily. Uh, yeah, Nuga. <laughs> all right. Um, if that's how they say it in France, I'm all for it. No worries. Um, so yeah, I think it's just. Uh, I think people are really jumping on him and I get it because it's sensitive to the timing and stuff. Um, yeah. And I don't think the comparisons he made were that well worded, but I honestly think as well that he's well aware. Like it's not as if he's taking concussions for granted. He's no. well aware. He says that he learned the lessons from that day. You know, people mm-hmm. are like, people are kind of only really reading the part that they want to, um, yeah. you know, so it's a lesson learned. And we haven't seen the headshot since in AEW, which probably speaks yeah. more, you know, actions louder than words and all of that stuff. Yeah, and, you know, they are a new company and it is all learning because you could say, I mean, we could take a lot of money, Alex, and just go start up our own wrestling company and we would have all this crazy stuff that we want to do. But you cannot, you do have to learn what is possible, what is safe and what is right. And sometimes it takes something not working out or something going wrong or something bad to, you know, you, the, bit, the important thing is to learn those lessons and to do better next time. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. Like, I, I've said this with Steph on the show. Like the way they mm-hmm. handled Alex Reynolds was not good. Um, and yeah. then now they have someone at ringside in these matches to, you know, which they probably should have had anyway. But the point is that they have it now. And Tony mm-hmm. Khan has acted. Um, and the same with Matt Hardy at the event. Yeah. You know, revisiting that spot um, in a in a safe recorded environment, I guess, mm-hmm. is is like a lot of people were kind of put out by that. But I. I actually think is you know if they've learned their lessons and they're kind of I don't know almost proven a point. Um, yeah. So yeah. for me, as long as they make progress, because people do forget that they're a new company, but there are a lot of experienced heads there too. So hopefully, safety first. We always stay right. Um, oh, CM Chris tells me that England are one up. Thank you, CM Chris. I uh, yeah, Steph doesn't care. Fifty percent of me. Fifty percent of me cares greatly, Steph. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yes, we should move on to NXT then. We'll, we'll have our final thoughts on AEW when we compare the two at the end. Yeah. But just a reminder, guys, great Super Chats thus far. Make sure you hit us up um, and we will read them in between or at the end of NXT. So, Steph, there's only one place to start here, and that is Johnny Gargano um, and the goddamn rigged wheel that came back to bite him. I thought this was terrible. <laughs> um... Hang on, hang on. Matthew McCoskey, we will. Trust me, we will. But bear with us. We, there's, there's segments to get through here, brother. All right? Don't worry. We will get there. Go ahead, Steph. Okay. Johnny Gargano and the rigged wheel. Firstly, when Johnny Gargano came out with his rigged wheel, I was really into it. And I thought this is pretty good. Then we have the title change um, with Leon Love. And my gosh, if you are going to put a title on someone... Do not treat them like that because he looked like such an idiot. Like the belt falling off him thing to move just made him look like such a geek. And NXT have a history of taking their titles seriously, more seriously than the main roster. And this just turned into just, it was just bad. What is it? What do you think it's going to do for Leon Ruff? I think absolutely nothing. Um, and I mean, the highlight of it was Damian Priest giving him car keys. But I just think that there was a way to have done this that was maybe a bit less comedic. I, and then I hated Gargano uh, banging on Regal's door afterwards in his like silly power couple animated t shirt. It's just all, oh, I did not enjoy this. Uh, that might be an unpopular opinion. I, I'm going to have a contrary opinion. I actually enjoy Gargano. <laughs> he, uh, he's he's grown on me um, as a heel. I said this on Twitter earlier. I feel um, when the Gargano way started, I was a bit like, Ugh. like it was such a departure. Mm-hmm. And they and I get that they were trying new stuff, like when they're at the dinner table and they'd have like those weird fuzzy thoughts. And I was like, okay, this isn't really doing it for me. Yeah. Um, but I found Gargano entertaining as the weeks have gone on. And the last few, I do think he's he's grown into it. Um, love Regal. So the interaction worked for me. The Leon Roth thing, I mean, the, the, the t- I didn't look at the total falling down and think, oh, what the hell is this? You know, like, or it, I guess it's just a bit of fun. But I mean, uh, Leon Roth, has he really been presented as someone serious? Do you know what I mean? I like- no, so then why use him in a spot that you could have used to make a guy? I mean, like- I guess I guess they think they are trying to make him, but it depends where they go from now. But then, as, no. as you just said that, the first steps towards that, it seems like Leon Rust, um, yeah, Leon Rust, Leon Ruff is um, in for a, no pun intended, rough time. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think um, – I'm interested. Let's put it that way. I would have rather them – the idea being, because the idea also seemed to be that Gargano, who cannot win a match, um, ha- had rigged a wheel, so he got a weak opponent, basically. I would have rather him rig the wheel to get someone who isn't, like, fully, you know, there yet. Like, I, it just came into my head, like, a Jake Atlas or someone, give him that big shot, he gets the title, and can actually do something with it, 
other than it's just NXT, you know, putting their title into this joke scenario. It just does not work for me. I, I expect yeah. more from you, NXT. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I think um, that there is room for, for comedy and surprises like there was last night. I, I get what you're saying. Um, and would I have preferred it on maybe like a Cameron Grimes? Probably. Um, but Cameron Grimes would have been comedy too. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, he's he's there though. His in-ring work is there. And I'm saying that, so is Leon Ruff. I just think, um, I, I, I guess, I know, I, I understand what you're saying. I just don't mind it. I just feel like I'll see where it plays out. And it, probably the story is more about Gargano than Ruff in the long term, I would assume. But we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, we've got a couple of super chats here that I am going to dive into. Uh, Matthew McCoskey, before we get back to your other one, Matthew, Balor return and the title match. Next week is awesome. If I'm being honest, Balor segment will end with Cross returning. What do you think? You'd expect so, wouldn't you, Steph? Yes, I'd expect so. Um, if they're both, you know, physically fit and able and then see where we go, like how quickly we'd, we'd cross get that title back because Balor doesn't have much luck with titles either. No. I mean, presumably, though, he really is only just holding it up to give it back to him. Yeah. But, I mean, Per Balor hasn't had the best run. So I know he, like, lucked into this position. But he then, you know, we haven't seen him for a couple of weeks either. So it's all just unfortunate for everyone. Yeah. Uh, Matthew also says, just pivoting back to AW, after Omega wins, who does he face until the next few months and at Revolution? Uh, obviously, Paige is the natural direction down the line. But who do you think his immediate opponent would be, Steph? Ooh, that's tough. You did kind of say earlier that, you, you know, and Moxley is the kind of character who wouldn't just go away. Yeah. Maybe keep him with Moxley or try Pack. Because yeah. a Pack would be money. And of course, they've got history with those matchups, you know, that, that we would like to see again. They could play into. Uh, Injection 2K says, honestly, Johnny doesn't work as a heel. I, 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 I hear you. I didn't really feel that way. You know, I, I, I agreed with you until very recently. I'm finding him more entertaining now, which is probably not actually the goal of a heel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I take your point um, and I prefer him as a baby face, but I do think he's growing. Um, but I think a lot of people do agree with that take, Steph. Yeah. Um, I don't actually mind him as a heel that much. I think Candice is, is better at it than Johnny, but he's not... Um, He's not as good as it as say like Bailey, like an, a close example of how she, you know, transformed into a heel. But maybe Gargano just needs a bit more time with it. Um, Tyler, on, I'm assuming he's talking about Leon Ruff here. It's like Jack the Jobber, shout out to Holic, winning a title. Hi, by the way. Hi, Tyler. Hi, I like your tick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's not, it's not like Jack the Jobber. Come on now, let's be let's be fucking re- let's let's be realistic. Um, Let's get let's not totally crap on Leon Ruffy just because the belt no, fell from his way. But also tell me why you have Jig Atlas and Santos Escobar in a cruiserweight match, two guys that are like look three times the size of Leon Ruff, who they decided to put the North American title on. I, I was watching that going, like, I'm so fed up with like cruiserweight divisions and how they work this stuff out. If you're putting Jig Atlas in as a cruiserweight, and Leon Ruff's getting the North American title. You should just scrap the cruiserweight division completely. Steph, what did you think of Tony Storm and Candice LeRae? I thought that was pretty good. Um, I'm, I mean, I have no real investment in Tony Storm, but she's only been back for a while. Um, I think I think Candice is pretty great, um, and I think that the the Shotzi thing last week. I'm still a little confused. She did explain why the tank means so much to her, but I still feel like, well, why does it mean that much to you? I'm kind of wondering what they're leading to with Candice and Shotzi, whether it'll be some kind of like cinematic match or something where they can play, you know, into what Candice did with the tank. Maybe a first real like women cinematic match would be pretty cool. But Tony Storm, um, because of the Candice and Shotzi thing, Tony just kind of seemed like, the third wheel and stuff. Um, and then they unmasked they unmasked Indy Hartwell. Who saw that coming? I mean, what do you think that means for Indy? Do you, do you think there's big plans for her afoot or 
Absolutely not. No. I, <laughs> I think it means that she's just going to be a third wheel in Johnny and Candace segments. I, I, she's just going to be like this fangirl of the couple that helps them out all the time. Mm, interesting. And by interesting, I mean, maybe not. Yeah. Um, Akil says McCarthy watches football. And uh, I bring this up because he <laughs> said interesting in Spongebob quote. Hey, I used to play football at a good level. I used to get paid to play football. Let's let's not diminish my uh, football association. Thank you very much. Uh, sticking with um, NXT. what I guess it's hard to, to say in terms of the direction of men at the card. Um, but I ask this because Dexter Loomis and Tim Thatcher... Are two are two guys who, at one point, kind of early in their NXT careers, looked like they had a high trajectory. It was like, oh, you know, was, you know, Tim Thatcher got rid of Matt Riddle, which at the time was a big accomplishment. Um, and of course, you look at Dexter; he was right in there with Undisputed Era, and he was menacing. And then he had the injury, which kind of set him back a bit. What do you make of these two guys? Are they um, pushing any buttons at the moment? And did the match do anything for either of them? I have to go off on. Dexter Loomis. He is terrible. This is a terrible, terrible character. I spent this whole match wondering what Dexter Loomis would look like and the impression he'd give off if you just met him in Tesco, like whether he's able to actually, you know, come across as a normal human being. He's, it, it is an awful character. He's not good in the ring and then you put him against timothy thatcher who's meant to be like the most serious of all serious wrestlers poor timothy thatcher is like reduced to wrestling dexter loomis it was so dumb it was like it was like a serious athlete taking on some kind of stupid Halloween character. It was terrible. And then the ending, Cameron Grimes putting a bag over his head so he couldn't see his crazy eyes. Wow. Congrats. Dexter Lewis couldn't get the bag off his head and at one point sat down on a chair just to, <laughs> just to be beaten up more. It was awful. The, this match segment, everything just dragged down the show for me. Terrible. Um, Before I answer that, Christopher Jaskett says, is this just going to be WWE stuff? We literally spent the first 25 minutes of the show. If we don't do like if we are doing AEW, it's when you get into NXT. And we literally answered a super chat on Omega. Like, come on. There we go. <laughs> he knows. He knows. Um, just to let you know, you know, in with this show, we'll always cover both shows because that's the whole yeah. you know, that's what Steph does for us. That's why we've brought in the big guns, guys. So rest assured, if you missed it, you can always go back and catch it later on in the show. Um, so, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I went in pretty hard there. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't I don't love the character Dexter Loomis. I think the man has, um, has potential. But the way this character moves, like, and I mean that from an in-ring standpoint, I do think, you know, he's, he's – an interesting look, size, the way he moves. But, yeah, the character, does it resonate with me? Not really. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and and I agree with you. I don't think the segment really helped anybody that was involved. Um, but there you go. What about the Kings of NXT, uh, which we're just going to call on this show the Kings. I think we agreed, Steph, didn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. Once again, uh, trying to build up that that brand, that, sorry, that's that brand, that team, Pretty nicely, uh, Maverick and Killian Dane kind of getting involved. Um, but McAfee doing what McAfee does, helping his team to retain the titles. And yeah, the Kings seem to be remaining strong. This was so good. This 100% saved the show for me. Um, Pat McAfee is the best. And he he delivered such a good promo at the beginning of the match like to make people really hate him talking about flying in and his private plane um almost the plane almost going down but you know and pete dunn by the way had um a very very heavy uh fake tan going on but on the commentary, well that's what happens when you get ripped steph you need to tan to yeah, show it off what was so weird was in the commentary they focused on either Birch or Lorcan's tan. And I just thought, are they doing that to make Pete Dunn feel better? Because he's totally like <laughs> wood stained out there. You know? It's unbelievable. <laughs> but this, is, this is what the people come here for, Steph. 
<laughs> also, Pat McAfee's outfit, he was wearing like a short sleeved polo neck thing. It was amazing. And he was so good on commentary. He's, when I watch him, I feel like he's not only not being scripted, but he just tells Triple H, Sean, whoever, to just get out of the room and they, he just works it all out himself because there's nothing about him that feels WWE. There's nothing about him that feels NXT. He's fantastic. Bertrand Lorcan, this is the best thing that's ever happened to them. Um, it might be the best thing that's ever happened to Pete Dunne as well. Yeah, um, I'm I'm fully in on the Kings. Uh, I, I do think they've got massive potential. McAfee is the perfect frontman for a stable, the perfect frontman. So, yeah, very, very happy with that. We've got a few Super Chats to get through here. They've come flooding in. Injection 2K, the first of two, says, I literally just got done watching NXT like five minutes ago. And apart from the women's stuff, I got bored low key. He goes on to say, I think at the moment the women's stuff is way more entertaining than the men's stuff. I'm sorry, but that's my honest opinion about NXT at the moment. Um, you shouldn't be I sorry. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I've, I think I've said for a long time, I feel that NXT, that's their strongest suit by a mile. We, we were talking about this last night, right? Anyone on the show, the, um, one of the hot takes was that Impact's women's division was the best or rivaled NXT's. And I, I disagree. I think NXT have the deepest, most stacked, talented women in the world. And and the fact that it's a revolving door and WWE comes in and pinches a couple of them every now and again, like this year, Mia Yim and Bianca Belair obviously spring to mind. And the fact that it is still so deep and so talented. I, I, yeah, clearly it's the strongest. Um, I don't think, the, I think the men have been trying to build people for a while now, and I'm not sure that it's working out for them. I think I said here last week that NXT, the best thing they can do is focus on the women if they want to take on Dynamite. That that's their strongest suit, and that's what they should be focusing on. Um, if you look at, you know, Candice, Shotzi, Tony, what they're doing with with Zaylee, which is intriguing um, yes. to say the least. Like the women are the best thing about NXT, and I think what this show last night lacked was the women. If you were to take out Dexter Loomis. Uh, that whole match and put in another woman's match, I think I would have rated the show much higher. Mm, give me Casey Catanzaro yeah. doing some in-ring stuff. Give me that. I'd, ra I'd much rather watch that than what transpired in that segment. Mm -hmm. um, Tyler Woodward says, uh, coming off my hot take last night, you convinced me that Gable could be a world champion. I don't know if I was trying to, but I'm glad that I did, Tyler. Um, also, Penta and Ray was brutal. Um, Pack versus Eddie in a custody ladder match for Revolution. Um, yeah, and last last super chat until payday for me. Well, Tyler, we really do appreciate you and your hard earned money, my friend. Thank, Thank you. you very, very much. Um, where to start with that? I mean, first of all, we'll ask Steph on her thoughts on Chad Gable. I think Chad Gable is, is great. It's such a sad story. I think Chad Gable is or, well, could be a future world champion, but it ain't going to happen in WWE. He could be in AEW, he could be in Impact, he could be in Ring of Honor, uh, he could be in New Japan, he could be anywhere but in WWE who have just pegged him so badly. Such a talented guy, you know, total waste. Mm. I've said this many times. In any other promotion, if he was given that top spot, he would knock it out of the park. I'm I'm totally convinced of that. Um yeah. Penta Ray, of course, was yeah, of course it was, man. Like <laughs> we've already touched on um what a great match that was without going into too great a detail. But um their chemistry is just like forever. There's you, you could put them together anytime, anywhere, and it's gonna be great, isn't it? Um mm -hmm. Pac and Eddie. I mean, I think that is the direction. Is it a custody ladder match though? Hmm. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be something brutal, whatever they do. I think uh, there will be some kind of stipulation. It'll be notice Q, no DQ at least. But um, whether it's like Penton Phoenix on a pole or a custody match, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think that's the thing with Kingston and Moxley. Like every pay per view match you get from them is essentially going to be brutal. Like, you know, yeah. they're pretty but much. I a think that's how Kingston works best. You know, he. Kingston's not the best wrestler of all time, but he's he's got the talking and he's good at emoting in the ring. And when he can do more like violent hardcore matches, I think that's where he really shines. I've got two great super chats here. Um, but the first the first one goes off the back of what was just said. In reality, Matthew McCoskey says, Where do they go with the pack and Eddie stuff? Um, I know we've just briefly touched on it there, Steph, but what would yeah. be the final direction for you? 
Well, Eddie has obviously been trying to split up Pent and Phoenix, and it looks like it's worked because of how brutally they went after each other. So I think that it will be a kind of a faction split. So Pac will get one, Eddie gets one, and then the rest of the faction will split as well because it, it's quite big. So I'm not sure what would happen with Butcher and the Blade, but it seems like Eddie as the leader has been going around and planting little seeds to turn people against each other. And then Pac will come in and give the, the disenfranchised people um, a new home with him. And it's going to end up in some kind of great like six man tag or something. Yeah, that probably sounds about right. Um, before we tie a bow on NXT, Matthew McCoskey again says, report says they are high on Indy. This is in reference to us earlier saying, do they have plans yeah. for her? Um, I can imagine that they are. I mean, this, we're not saying she doesn't have the talent or the skill set, but I think Steph's quite right. Her position in the story at the moment says that she probably isn't the centre story. I would put money on if they're going to do anything with her. They um, have... Candace think that Indy fancies Johnny or some kind of affair angle will happen within that. Now, I've got someone who I think is just trying to antagonise Steph here. Uh, Mayor yeah. of Painesville, Dan, he says, absolutely incredible match of Loomis and Thatcher. I loved every second of it. Absolute brilliance. Uh, once in a lifetime talent. Loomis is on fire right now. Oh, Once in a lifetime, not my lifetime, Dan. Loomis, Loomis should be should be set on fire <laughs> and just thrown out of NXT. I can't condone. Um, my advice to Dan is to go watch some good wrestling, please. <laughs> well, Dan also says another thing on Loomis. He is something different. Not everyone can be your high work rate super wrestler. Loomis had a technical masterpiece with <laughs> Thatcher. Now, that leads me to believe that you're actually being serious. Um, I <laughs> it's just unfortunate because I was going to commend him for, you know, being funny uh, and, you know, putting in that chat. But, my God, like, no, no. A technical masterpiece? Are you kidding me? Can you think of... Thatcher working with someone like a Roderick Strong or um, a Kyle O'Reilly and actually being able to show what a good wrestler he is rather than working with this walking gimmick. Just no. I um, Yeah, I'm sorry. He wasn't on fire. The match wasn't amazing. Um, I, I think I, uh, Dexter Lewis is unsubscribed at this point. <laughs> I, do, I do think um, what I will give Dan for his hard-earned money, in my opinion. Um, I do think Loomis is different, and I agree with you that not everyone can be the super high-rate high um, wrestler. I agree with that. There is room for different things yeah, absolutely. On, on the show. Um, I just don't know if um, Loomis is... I, I felt better about him when uh, he was involved with the Undisputed Era months back. I really feel like he's lost a lot of momentum, but that could just be me. have some other ones banging on here george i mean a oh, good friend of the show my good friend george Ooh. welcome uh who's going to challenge roman next i mean looks like daniel bryan um which i'm perfectly okay with um uh, just because you know the match will be good yeah you know they're just going to buy time until the big match at mania which will or won't be the rock um mm -hmm. but they have options you know with roman you uh, you could still tell that story with seth rollins i think down the line i don't know if that's going to be anytime soon i don't think it will but um daniel bryan is probably what it looks like right yeah it looks like daniel bryan and i think that's a good way to go i think the more that roman can beat up people that are sympathetic to the fans the more that it will keep him looking like a dominant heel because he's so good at it that you want to cheer for him. So the more he can go after someone that you also really like is the best way to to really make us now not cheer for Roman. Uh, just because Tempest has dropped in the chat, who uh, he does reaffirm that Danny is 100% serious, we have to say congratulations, Tempest, on your Quizzlemania victory last night. Um, by a country mile, at that, and I did very much enjoy 
your promo video where you were getting chopped half to death. So thank you. And uh, congratulations again to WrestleTalk's very own fact checker, Tempest. Um, I think, God, there's only 30 minutes to the end of the show, but we should probably do a hot take. Okay, go for it. A little bit of a hot take for you. Um, AEW. Was, well, I already mentioned it probably like last week that the um, they do need to sort out their women's division. But if they was to build it with maybe unifying the NWA with the AEW uh, women's title, do you think that might help bring some more eyes and less criticism on the AEW's roster, especially with the booking being so bad. Cheers, guys. I'm a good egg. Too sweet. <laughs> a good oh, egg you are. Egg. <laughs> um, a very good egg you are, Tyler, my friend. Um, yeah, I I don't know if it will bring more more eyes like directly, that, that um, partnership, yeah. but I, I think just the acquisition for want of a better term, of more talent will help, Steph? Um, I think that unifying them isn't going to work, but I also, I think that the NWA title gives us some really good matches, but at the same time, what AEW needs to do is focus on their own women's division, and maybe having this A at the NWA title is a good little distraction that we can have to get great women's matches while they sort out the women's division and get in more talent and really try and figure out what they're what they're doing and what they're building to with it. I, I and I've said this before about AEW and I really feel like yeah they could have done better for sure. For sure they could have done better. But um at the same time yeah I love Britt Baker. Um I think Chris Statlander has a lot of talent. Um I think Yuka Sakazaki I'm so high on her like her she's got charisma out the eyeballs. These are all talents that they can't use like and haven't been able to use for long stretches of time. You take any you know, they're probably three of the top, I don't even know what the number would be, six or seven that they have at their disposal. You take that out of any division in any company, yeah, they will feel it the same way NXT have felt injury, injuries this year. So I'm not making excuses for them because at the end of the day, I do think they should have crafted more, you know, not just better, more stories for women. Um, but, you know, you can't totally just say that they've fumbled the ball completely because a lot of it, they have been dealt some bad cards, Steph, I would say. Yeah, they have, like, for a new company, they were dealt really hard cards because any other company that was more established, like if it happened to WWE that they couldn't get international talent that they were using in, they'd be absolutely fine. But AEW was in that building process. So I, f I feel bad judging them, but I and I think the best thing they could have done was make this NWA partnership and bring in the NWA title. Mm. I do think um, when Statlander finally returns from the ACL, like, as long as they explain to me why she's a bit of an alien, I, <laughs> I will uh, get behind it. But in the ring, she's very talented. Um, John McNeil, he's, he's uh, turned up in our Super Chats to say, Rock turns heel at Mania and acknowledges Roman. John, I don't know if you know how much of a big Rock fan I am, but um, you're Tell saying... Tell Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I never speak about it, Steph. So who, who, who would know? Um yeah, I I don't know, man. Like, uh, I would love. I, I think if that match does happen, and I don't know if it does, I was more confident in it when it was at um, California. Yeah. If it did, The Rock is like a thousand percent putting him over, unless there is some sort of longer story where he eventually puts him over. But I assume it would just be the one and done. The Rock would put him over, um, and whether he acknowledges him or not, I mean, there's no need for The Rock to turn heel because you're probably never going to see him again for like however long. Um, but I love heel rock. I always have uh, corporate rock, Hollywood rock, both amazing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see it. I mean, Steph, do you think it does seem like that's kind of where they want it to go, whether we get it or yeah. not, maybe a different question. I, it absolutely must be where they want to go because telling a family story with someone that has the rock in their family, you got to think that that's where you want to go. Uh, I think the rock puts him over and I don't think the rock um, acknowledges him as chief in the way that like the Usos have had to. I think he more says like, you've earned my respect from doing that. Matthew McCoskey is back at it and he says, does Drew win the title next week? Ah, okay. 
<laughs> you say you hope so. Go on. Yeah, I I feel like Drew. I've I felt hard like Drew was hard done by. I don't see why they took the title off. Randy Orton does not need a title. Randy Orton's a guy that's engaged in this long distance um, program with Edge, who's no longer here, and obviously Edge is what randy orton's building to nobody needs to see edge and randy orton for a title randy doesn't need that and i think he was doing such great work putting the title on him you know but yeah i'd rather i'd like to see drew win it back to be honest in all fairness edge is probably very close to the timeline of his return very mm-hmm. close so whether he gets involved costs orton and then they're off to the races again that could be one way to do it yeah. um i I feel like they've put this match on because we've seen so many title changes just ahead of Survivor Series in the past few years. They think people will buy into it. Um, A short reign for Orton wouldn't hurt him at all. So, yeah, but the only thing that kind of puts me off the idea, not puts me off, but makes me think WWE won't do it, is I don't know if they would give away Drew and Roman. I think they think now that's a much bigger match than it was when they had it at 35. And I think they'll want to save that. That's just the It's just the, you know reading into what Triple H said the other week and stuff. Um, I, I mean, I, the next time Drew wins a title, I hope there's just a crowd full of hopefully Brits yeah. like you know uh, uh, Brits, guys like us, Steph. Sorry, <laughs> um, who who can appreciate a, a homegrown guy like Drew? So man, I yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope that happens for Drew. Let's get to the last super chat and um, not super chat. What am I talking about? Hot take. And I believe this is Jay White related. Ooh. Yeah, Alex, Wrestling Daily, how's everybody doing today, tonight, or whatever time it may be for when you're watching? My unpopular wrestling opinion is that this man, the Switchblade Jay White, he should have won the G1 Climax, should have faced Sonata, should have won, should have beaten I2. Because the story's more interesting, and Bullet Club has more of a national appeal. Abnav uh, coming in with that hot take. Um, a lot of people have had a lot to say about the way they've handled this briefcase stuff in New Japan yeah. and whatnot. So do you agree with Abnav, Steph? Would that have just been easier, better even? You know, the way I felt about the brief- briefcase stuff, I felt totally fine about it until they gave Coda the first Wrestle Kingdom match. So then I was like, okay, well, what, what, what did we do all that for? Because with the track record that Jay has, it would have been easy to set up a match between Jay and Naito. He even could literally just say that he earned it during the G1, um, which he really did. So that was all very weird. The way I think that Jay has to beat Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, no, I actually think he's going to beat Koda. He has to beat Koda at Wrestle Kingdom on day two after Koda beats Naito. And he's got to be the double champion. And... Then we can go into this Bullet Club split storyline that is also definitely on the cards. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. We do have uh, a lot more Super Chats to get through before the end of the show. You you guys have been great in getting them in tonight, so thank you once again. Bo Hill, good friend of the show, brother. Uh, WWE should get rid of all gimmick pay-per-view. Put Money in the Bank back in Mania. Use Hell in a Cell when needed. Blood feuds, etc. Extreme Rules isn't extreme. People go through tables every week. <clears throat> no need for TLC anymore. Um, you've come to the right place, Bo, uh, as you so often do with your good takes. I, I agree, man. I- I've said this before on Twitter and whatnot. I feel like the gimmick pay-per-views, they, they prevent things from building organically. They, you know, they, they end up rushing things to get to somewhere, um, you know, and it's penciled in. It, it takes away from the excitement of the year, you know, the calendar back in, and I hate to be this guy, but back in like 2000 or whatever, you would get every pay-per-view that would feature things like this. And it would, they would make the story relate to that at that time. And you didn't have to just go, you know, we have to stretch this out because Helen the Cell's in like November or whatever. It, it was just there ready to be done. So, I'm a big proponent of getting doing away with that. And I used to love Money in the Bank being at Mania too. Um, So, yeah, I I would think so. What what are you saying, Steph? Yeah, I 100% agree. There's no need for these gimmick pay-per-views. They just – they kind of – they do just ruin the booking because they're booking – they're booking a gimmick for the sake of it rather than having it actually be relevant. And Money in the Bank at WrestleMania was awesome. And then – 
you always get the wonder if the person that wins will cash in on the main event and it builds some good anticipation. Yeah, I uh, co-sign that opinion. Matty says it's 1-0 Scotland. Uh, Matty, neither of I or Steph are going to care too much, but I know you're Scottish, so enjoy it. Enjoy that 1-0, my friend. It's not often it happens for Scotland. Uh, Injection2K says, Orton should have taken some time off when Edge got injured because Orton's momentum is lowered and trying to rebuild it, in my opinion. I understand what you're saying, Injection2K, but if you know, you might forget now, in the months after that, Orton was the hottest he's been in a long time. It's the... Um, I, I think a lot of their decisions have been short-term. I don't think they new you know for instance i don't think all along they were like okay we're gonna have these matches with drew and then hell in a cell will be when uh randy gets it i don't think that was you know what i mean i think they did the ambulance match and then they were like okay we're well, you know, let's carry this on and they've just made decisions as they've gone you know with keith lee being put over clean sandwich in the middle of that it hasn't been all that well thought out in my opinion um but i will agree he's not as hot as he was a few months ago what do you think steph yeah, he's definitely not. And if he's going to end up embroiled in something with the theme, that's really going to take uh, all the steam off him as well. That's He's been so good with the promos and making things real that this theme nonsense is just going to dilute him by the time Edge comes back. Mm, absolutely is. Uh, Elizabeth Stallion, another good egg. Good evening, Elizabeth, Lizzie. Um, Dan versus Steph in a Loomis in a Shark Cage match. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd watch it. I mean, Steph, Steph's done some training, guys. Don't be fooled. That's true. I would absolutely take off, take on Dan at any time. I don't know what Loomis. In a... you're gonna, hang on, you're going to take him off? No, <laughs> take him off. That's brutal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if we want. Loomis in a shark cage, though, maybe some kind of stipulation where if Dan wins, Loomis gets to live. But if I win, he's getting on fire. <laughs> Whoa! Hang on. Remind me to never scorn Steph Chase. Jesus. Um, George, the good egg himself, says Dark Horse Rumble winner Sonia Deville. Yes, that would George. Be yeah. Yes. I love that. That would be awesome. I know Steph and I have both said in the past that we would love that. And um, when she comes back, Knowing what we know now and the performances she put in before she went, she would be red hot, would she not? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say imagine the reaction, but maybe there'll be some fans at the Rumble, though, I think, live fans. So she'd definitely get a pop and it would be great. She would be a great surprise entrant. Uh, well, what we got here, we've got Tyler who wants to be the special guest ref for Dan versus Steph. And Dan has stepped up to the plate and he says, well, let's do it. Awesome. I'm Dan. I'll sign the contract. Steph looks like you know, like um, how like serial killers are so relaxed. That's what Steph is reminding me of right now. Look at that. I'm just taking some inspiration from Dexter Loomis, Dan's favorite wrestler. Well, this is it. You know, couldn't we all? Couldn't we all? Um, right, guys, that has been a, a very fantastic show, man. The super chats you guys have put in. I hope we've got through them all. I believe we have. Sorry if some of them took longer than um, than usual, but it's always this show. Because, we, of course, we're trying to do the NXT and AEW and give them the time that they need. Um, and just, of course, as I say that, Injection2K has come in with another super chat. And he says, I agree with Steph about the Fiend stuff. And I'm a big fan of the Firefly Funhouse. But Orton should have won at SummerSlam, the rematch at Clash of Champions, and then went on to a new story. Um, what do you think, Steph? Um... Yeah, I guess. I'm not sure. That's the insight you've got for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Orton's just not someone that I sit down and think about because he's been around for so long that I've had to think about him for so long that I kind of just let him do his thing. Mm. Which he is very good at. He's worth yeah. noting. Yeah. Um, Psycho, um, Psycho Orton is my favourite Orton. And, um, you know, his his run, I think it was 2009, and the one this year are my two favourites without a doubt. So, um, but I'm, I, 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 in good conscience, I can't physically say Drew should have the belt taken off him because I thought Drew was doing a magnificent job yeah, in, his, in his first reign. He shouldn't have lost that belt. He really shouldn't have. Yeah. So there you have it. Um, what I will say is thank you to everyone that has gotten in your super chats tonight and the comments in the side. It's been great fun 
hanging out with you guys as always. Uh, Steph has been here delivering those hot takes you love so much. Steph, where can they find you? Of course, it's in the top hand corner on Twitter, yeah. but you do have a YouTube channel as well. Yeah, I have a YouTube channel, Stephanie Chase Wrestling. Just type that into the bar and you will see me and the Good Brothers um, most recently and FTR and lots of other fun stuff like that. And we, not that we like to say it, but uh, Akil has noted that, by the way, loved hearing from both of you on the AEW Media Scrum. I thank you, Akil. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because we do do jobs, right? Mm -hmm. um, and speaking of which, we both spoke to the undertaker this week steph snuck in at the last minute the final minute of the interview and she got in there with a question um yeah. but we both have it right you're gonna that's gonna be on your youtube channel right oh yeah definitely definitely uh, i'm uh, so excited about releasing that yeah me too me too but you'll have to wait till the 20th for that guys um because it's under embargo but ahead of survivor series so once again thank you so much if you want to catch up on anything please do on podcast or here on youtube and Please make sure you like, share, and subscribe to Wrestle2 on Twitter and YouTube. Be the good eggs I know you are. Steph Chase will see you next Thursday. And myself and the ever, ever salty Louis Dangor will see you tomorrow. Thanks for stopping by. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.